This is Shame on You, our unapologetic guide for giving zero fucks. I'm Jordan. And I'm Brad. Now let's get a little weird. I want to be a proud gay man. My parents were always like, oh, why don't you find a nice yeah. girl? I don't know. You're scared just for of me. Boom. Just admit it. Okay. I why forgive them the for bum that. Bum? But like, yeah, why are you giving <laughs> the bum bum? No, I don't look like that. <laughs> oh, God. Have you heard of this? Destroy Dick December? No. What, what does that mean? Each day, you have to masturbate the number of like whatever number is the day. So like on the first, you masturbate once. On the second, you masturbate twice. All the way up to 31. December 31, you got to jerk off 31 times in a day. That's dehydrating. Who can even do that? I don't know. Oh, hold on. Are you recording this? Yeah, of course I am. Oopsies. Sorry about that. (laughs) So I always like to capture you in your element. (laughs) Destroy dick December, everyone. It's a thing. (laughs) Well, we were laughing because I just went to go open something on my... uh on my thing and i just had like a, a straight porn actually i do enjoy the straight porn because i think i'm like self-actualizing as like the chick right i don't i think it's like i think it's hot to watch straight porn to be honest yeah i really what do you what kind of you like mm, i don't know i don't really go for i like the amateur shit like i don't like when yeah, it's like same. too staged or like a really stupid backstory like, I oh my stepmom! The, I can't handle the bad acting. Like, the ones yeah. where they go to the—it's always the doctor. Like the gay ones are always about the doctor. I like. I have somewhat. A, I have somewhat of a fantasy about that, though. Really? I think Why? it's hot. I don't know. Like a doctor giving you a physical, and then you get hard, and then you bang. Well, that's like what I talked about last week, where if like the doctor is examining me, then I just go and like you start moaning, moaning <laughs> while he's giving me the finger. <laughs> Ew. Well, this is episode two of Shame on You podcast. Hello, I'm Jordan. I'm Brad. And I uh, hope you enjoyed last week. If you did, go on iTunes, uh, rate, subscribe. Fuck, I can't even review. Get this right. Review. Uh, by the way, if it's a one star review, I would really, can you just not? Yeah. Like, please we're trying not. To, but if you really like us, and that would be great. Give us all the stars, however many there are. Yeah. And I think it's important because we started this podcast because we wanted to create the podcast for gay guys that like we didn't see out there. So if you can keep this going, then it'll keep our footprint as gay guys going. And it's fun. Also, we want to quit our jobs. Yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah. So um And we're looking for sponsors. Pure for men. <laughs> oh yeah. Give us a call. Shame on you podcast. Don't at say their gmail.com. <laughs> They're gonna Yeah. Oh yeah. So if you are like a brand, I guess, well, so we'll hawk your products. Yeah, we have li- literally no shame. That's yeah. what we call it. Shame on you. Uh, we will hawk whatever the hell you want. Anything for a buck. Gold encrusted butt plugs. Fuck yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, I'm a classy bitch. I don't. I still like. I don't understand like what a butt plug does. It plugs your butt. I know, but like, do you just like? Are you in the office wearing one? Like, I don't. I don't get it. Well, I learned the other day what chastity is. Do you know what that is? Chastity is just like not having sex. No, it's like when you're in a dom sub relationship, the dom tells the sub to wear this little thing on his on his wiener and it's like a on cage his on a we- five <laughs> weenie it's like a cage so you put it on your wiener and you the can't, sub wears it yeah and you can't jerk off so the idea is like the top tells you when you're allowed to masturbate the and they have the key so sorry the dom uh the key he has the key it's a key it's a key it's like a it's like a lock on it a cage yeah i'll show you a photo of Can it you after. pee through it yeah, I, I, yeah, but you can't like masturbate because your dick's all like mashed in there. But if you get hard, that would I be really painful. You. I don't know. It's kind of hot though. That like I don't know. Like, I like. I've I like never been like in that. a dom sub 
relationship, but I think that it could be really hot. I was in one. Remember, I was telling, not like we didn't really get that far, but that guy I was texting with and like, yeah, it was super hot. And you have to like ask permission to like come. Yeah. And like, do you call them like, sir, 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 you call them, sir, uh, Sir, yeah, yeah, sir. Yeah, he kept saying, like, I would write something and he'd be like, something, sir, like he'd like correct me. Oh, that's kind of hot. Yeah, it was it was fun. I mean, it's nice to change it up a little bit. Anyways, uh, so wait, uh, you never answer me about butt plugs. What do they do? <laughs> what am I, the butt plug expert? I don't know. I, know. <laughs> I don't know. What if, also, like, what if you're wearing a butt plug at work and you have to shit? You take it out and poo and put it back in? I don't think that works. Why not? Why wouldn't it work? Don't you bring like lube to work? I don't know. God, maybe we're just really vanilla. I'm not vanilla. I'm but... not shoving butt plugs in the middle. Actually, remember that thing on Reddit I was telling you about on Reddit? Someone posted a question. Uh, what's this? What's the Reddit thing page called? Oh, well, there's so many that I enjoy, but gay bros is like the most popular one. Gay bros. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you know, you can't help when they write that yeah, too. Bro. Be like... There's always like those gay guys that try to like distance themselves from the cause and like assimilate into gay culture or assimilate into straight culture that they're, you know, those, those types are like, I'm gay, but I'm not like that type. Like I don't have that voice. And it's like, dude, you're fucking gay. Yeah. You're gay. Just, just, you, I know you can't accept it and you're so- suffering from self-loathing, but you're fucking gay. Um, I just want to make a quick comment. Like we are recording, <laughs> okay. yeah. we're recording in the public library because we're on a budget at the moment. Um, All our other episodes are not in the public library. And there's a really creepy security guard wandering around. Like, what do you need a security guard for at a library? Are people running out of here with books? Where is he? I never even saw him. He keeps, like, making eye contact with me and, like, kind of, like, giving me, like, a weird head nod. And I'm just like, He's like, you're doing great, son. That podcast. Maybe he heard the word dick so many times that he just was like, I should figure this out. Should we get him on? Bring him That's in. That's something we would do. Like, it just is get a homeless man do. on the podcast. He's not homeless. He's a security no, guard. Just in general. Remember that homeless guy by my house? That you're like, that homeless guy in the corner is hot. I'm like, I know. Yeah, Leslie Phil's got man. hot homeless. Yeah, he's like, he's always wearing like cut off tanks. I'm like, where are you getting those biceps from? You got a gym membership? I don't know. Maybe he's just doing plyometrics. <sighs> I know. Maybe I should sleep with him. I can't even imagine how t- bad it would smell. Just hose him down first. <laughs> where? Uh, outside? <laughs> a tarp? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Live in a fucking condo. Uh, anyways, a couple things happened this week to me. First of all, a gay guy told me on Grinder uh, when I didn't respond to him. He he kept no, he kept messaging me, and then he's like, he got like really what angry. Did he say to you? I Was he remember. cute? Obviously not. Or you would well, have no, responded. responded. Uh, he said like something and i he's like you know you don't have to be rude you can just respond to me and i'm like okay i don't need to deal with your childhood trauma right now like i just i'm not interested like it's not time to respond to all your fans and i said something and he said uh something like honestly the world would be better off if you just killed yourself just really aggressive and you know i was thinking i was like you know what i was gonna kill myself but you know what i can't let (laughs) you know i got something to prove (laughs) you you know what i'm gonna hold on till the end now i was gonna get out of here i've had enough of this stupid planet but uh, yes, that was nice. And then, uh, oh, guys, this is a real snapshot of my emotional state this past six months. I've been going through a lot of shit. Most of it I can't talk about, but uh, health wise and family wise, health wise, we'll family-wise. just leave it at that. Yeah, a lot of shit going on. But um, yeah, so I went to the dentist. Uh, first of all, I have four cavities. I have no dental coverage. Twelve hundred dollars. 
How long has it been since you've been to the dentist? And Two do you and a half not years. Floss or brush your teeth? No, don't shame me. It's not my fault. So this would I'm shaming you because of your poor hygiene. <laughs> the homeless man probably has better teeth. Probably. No, the guy said to so the dentist says this to me. He goes, because we were t- like talking, and I was like, How did this happen? And he was like, Do you do you like he was like naming all these things like the cause cavities. So it was like uh, carbonated water, lemon juice, c- like Coke Zero. And I was just like, these are, I do all these things. All of these things. But he also told me I have teeth that are really susceptible to, like, he told me like the way I have like grooves. He's like, you're going to keep getting, he's like, it's just your teeth. You're just going to perpetually like, gonna, have cavities. He, well, during one of the procedures, he shaved down my teeth in a while. And he's like, okay, now this, there's not like, it's not like. He shaved it down. Does it feel weird when you bite now? No, like the space between, he like shaved it down. I don't get it. I don't know. So anyways, <laughs> my teeth are fucked. So I go into the, just like, I, I've just been feeling very alone lately, like in a lot of ways, like I own my own business oh, and like, uh, my business partner is great, but like we both kind of like feel like, you know, we're just slugging it with our clients and we're just, it's, it's a lot. But one of the things is like, so I go in and I just, I just feel really alone, like just like emotionally a lot lately. It's just a lot of things going on. I just like, I feel like I want help sometimes. Sometimes you feel like as a single person, you're just like, I have great friends and family, but don't you feel like that? You're like, it'd just be so nice for like, for someone to take care of you or collaborate with me and like yeah. help me do things. And, yeah. you know, and it can, it can be a bit exhausting, but I just, you know, whatever. I honestly don't know how people do it with like children and stuff. Like I can barely, keep Barely up with my own life by. yeah well that's in the vein of what i'm about to say so then uh so i go to the dentist and there's like this like super sweet like older asian woman she's so nice and she does the x-rays filipino probably they're always in healthcare. yeah they're always like nurturing very nurturing people oh, i the second i saw her i like i felt less alone in this world like she had that presence oh my god that's so cute and also kind of pathetic i know it's really sad so i go in and she's like getting me ready for the x-rays and when they put that big metal thing over your junk the lead oh my junk the lead oh <laughs> like what kind of dentist you going to oh yeah <laughs> oh i know you're talking about the to protect your body thing. yeah 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 it's like heavy yeah yeah, and I was like, oh, this is, I, I wish I had the, the feeling of a man just like laying on me. Like, that's probably why I had a fucking breakdown. And so she's like, she she puts the thing in my mouth and she's like, just talking to me. And like, I was fine. She's like, okay, my, she goes, okay, my sweet angel. And she goes, and she goes, I'm just going to leave the room. And she goes to go press the button. She goes, it's okay. Everything's going to be all right. Oh my God. Like, I wasn't, I was fine until I wasn't. And she was like, everything's going to be all right. And she just was like, and she says it to me. She leaves to the room to press the button like four seconds, comes back. I'm fucking crying. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I'm crying because I just wanted. A grown man. I just, it was like, I just, like, I guess you got that snapshot of just like feeling like less alone and just sort of like for that moment it was like oh my god someone's taking care of me and like she's well she's taking x-rays of my teeth yeah she's getting paid to take care of you but still um any sort of offense and she just like looked at me and like was just like oh did she address it was she she like she um, she put her hand on my shoulder i wasn't like bawling but my eyes were watering up and i was like jeez this is a lot Well, my eyes water up when i get fucking x-rays because i'm gagging on this stupid shit that's in your mouth i know especially with all the you you think you'd be better at that by now no i have an awful gag reflex flex oh well there you go there goes all your dating prospects are damn listening. it <laughs> if you're looking for a deep throater it's not brett it's not me well it was it's funny because i went out to pay and i i feel like 
they all talked about you yeah i feel like because they were like all looking at me like i was gonna just like start cutting in the middle of the lobby and then i i was like i said to the girl when i went to go pay because it was twelve hundred dollars for the four fillings. you should have started crying then i said to her i was like i I actually should have saved the tears for this moment and she like didn't know if she should like laugh she was like (laughs) she's like "Uh yeah uh like she was like she felt like bad for me Oh my god! So now I gotta go back for the other two fillings, and it's like I don't want to show my face. Wait, it was twelve hundred for two for four. You prepaid? Mm-hmm. Oh, but yeah. So so that's a nice snapshot. And between that and the guy telling me to kill myself, I'm like rough week. Jesus, man. Yeah. What about you? Anything going on? Mm, uh on the kind of topic of emotional instability. <laughs> I yes. have a coworker that is basically like she's very emotionally unstable. Like she basically cries every day um, for like the smallest little things. And yesterday I like walked into her office and she was bawling and I go, what is wrong? Like who died? And she's like, I just got off the phone with my mom's doctor. And I was like, okay, like shit, that sucks. Like something serious must have happened. Her blood test results came back and she has low iron and she's bawling. I go, fucking feed her a steak, man. Go get some supplements. Like, this this is what you're crying over? This is what, was she white? Yeah. Well, this is, I don't know. She's Greek. Like, do you call, are white people, Greek people white? I I guess, whatever. It depends, I guess, how long you've, uh, your, I don't know, her ancestry patterns, but like. She's olive? She, I'm an olive. No, she, like, this is the shit that white people lose their shit over. By the way, we're white. I hate white people. But like, I. They ruin everything. But I'm like, just laughing because I'm like, what the fuck? This is why I like, I haven't worked in an office in so long. And I remember like, what I hated the most is like, I come back on the Monday and everyone's like, how was your weekend? I'm like, like you just say good and you move on. But like, do you really want the honest answer? I was blackout like most had of lots it. Of sex. Had a bunch of sex and like, and here we are. Yeah. And slept it away and just yeah. prayed for my own mortality. I mean, you're really supposed to rest and relax on weekends, but I often go into work on Monday feeling worse. <laughs> yeah, I know. With your eye bags. Yeah. My eye bags are growing by the day. That's the worst part about being your 30s. Because I I, cause I, I posted a joke about Shh, this the other day. Don't ages. Oh, I'm, okay. I'm 32. I can say Same. my real age. Um, is like, I suppose this thing, like, well, the best part of being your 20s is, like, if you have dark circles on, or, like, bags, you can just take a nap for, like, 10 seconds and they just go away. Yeah. But in your 30s, they just, like, stay. Forever. That's my face. Forever. Literally. It's just a mine part are of your just, face like, now. Part, mine are permanent now. Like, yeah. I'm just, like, there they are. Yeah. What do you, how do you get rid of those? Fillers. But what about the color? No, because it, like, I don't know what, I think, I don't know how that, it's really thin skin. And I guess if you get fillers, it pushes it out. Oh, and then you don't see the darkness? You don't see the darkness. That's who we should get to sponsor the podcast. Some sort of a like med clinic so we can just like spruce it up. What is Dr. Alexander's clinic called? Like face, new face or something? Are you telling people, are you telling everyone that I go there? I go there also. Yeah. Okay, guys. So, so we, we, oh yeah, I guess it's in our theme. We don't have any shame about this. I don't have any shame. I paralyze my face about mm, every four months. Yeah. Four months. 42 units. I only get 12. I know. Do you think it's obvious on me that I have 42 units? Razor eyebrows? Oh, it's wearing off. So, no, not right now. But it's wearing off? Shit. Yeah. Stop frowning. I hate when it's wearing off and I, I always like look in the oh mirror. God, hideous. And I'm like, oh my God, emotions. Yeah. Gotta get that, get the, get, the, get, get them the out of here. Get out of here. Well, I always tell them I don't want to look like frozen. Like, I don't want the Jordan special. But I, I don't like... think I look frozen. No one's ever commented. Like, I can do this. He's scrunching up his nose really weird for everyone. Like a rabbit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 
I don't have any shame about it. Just like everything else, guys. If you want to f- listen, if you want to paralyze your face, do it. You're right. When I bought my condo, my mom was like, so maybe uh, now that you have these new expenses, you could cut down the uh, Botox budget. And I was like, mom, I'd rather live in a box. than You'd rather that. be a hot homeless of Leslieville. Yeah. She doesn't understand the pressures of the gay community. No, she doesn't. And it's not like people are rolling in for my personality, which I love. Not. They're running away. I love my personality. So one of the other things we wanted to talk about, um, this is an unconventional story <laughs> per se. So about ooh, a year ago, I was all fucked up from the guy that we mentioned in episode one, Eli. You little bitch. Eli, you little bitch. Do you think he's, do you think he'll hear this? Oh, hundred percent. Oh God. Just, I, he, is he going to know his alias? Well, he'll figure it out. Do you know why? Eli, he, you're a do, bitch. Do you know why he will know his alias? This is, this is very, very Taylor Swift of me. His alias is what he wanted to name the dog that we were going to get together. You were going to get a dog together? Yeah. Not, listen, we weren't actually going to get a dog, but it was like an idea we both had and we would send photos of dogs back and forth to each other. Like, oh my God, I'm puking. This and he wanted disgusting. it to be like Jewish because he's very Jewish. And so he was like, we'll call a it Jewish Eli. dog? <laughs> Convert it? Oh, a Jewish name. Oh my God, I'm so no, he stupid. Wanted, no, he wanted to circumcise the dog. <laughs> Give it like a bris. Oh my God. The dog was going to convert. Anyways, that's why Do I did it. Do circumcise it's... dogs? I wouldn't think so. Mm. They cut off their balls. Yeah, no, I don't think that exists. I don't think you listen. You the lipstick be... is just hanging out all the time. You shouldn't be even be circumcising people. That is so fucked up. And we'll talk about that in another episode. Like the fact that genital mutilation is just like widely practiced. It's accepted. Yeah. And speaking as someone who's cut. Thanks, mom. Son of a bitch. <laughs> No, I talked to her about it. I was like, why did you do this to me? Why did you do this? Uh, so I, so about, yeah, so about a year ago, I'm like, I'm on Grinder and I see this guy and he's, uh, he's very cute. He's like this, um, brown guy. Should I use his real name? I don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> Damien. Oops, oh, yeah. There it is. So I see this, this guy named Damien and, and, uh, we start chatting and he's like pretty cool and very good looking. I wouldn't say very good looking. Sorry. Good looking, but like a really like teeny a tiny mouth. Small like, lips or small mouth? The, the, cir- the circular nature of his... Like, I've never seen a, t- a mouth that's small. Like, it, like almost like he'd have trouble with certain produce or fruit. Or a hamburger? Yeah, just... <laughs> that's the noise of a small mouth. <laughs> so... You have to chop up his food in tiny pieces. <laughs> I'm not doing any of that shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> barely do it. I can barely cook my own food. So... You I, don't cook your own food. I cook some things. Anyways, carrying on. So, uh, Damien. Oh, oh yeah, so Damien. So you meet him on Grinder. So I meet him on Grinder. He's a seven with a small mouth. With a teeny tiny <laughs> mouth. <laughs> and he, uh, he's like, we make plans to have brunch. And uh, so, as a first date brunch, which, that's weird. I know because I like to get like drunk on a first date. Well, like not drunk, but like a little buzz for like social lubricant. Yeah. Although, actually, this story is really good before we pop into this. One time I got so... I'm not proud of this story, by the way. But one time I got blackout wasted on a date. We both got blackout wasted. We had eight pints of beer in an hour. And then we went to his house and started doing vodka shots on a date. Shots? Shots, like with fucking spring break. And Shout since out to when Matt. do you drink beer? I, we were at like a pub and I was just like, yeah, whatever. And, uh, Who was that? Matt. Oh, yeah. But I remember I woke and he up. He is hot. He's everyone. really hot. I, I remember Great I body. woke up at his house at 5 a.m., buck naked on his floor with an encyclopedia laying on me. What were you researching? Which I, volume I, was it? I don't know. And what I remember letter? just like 
getting home and these the other details day, i care about shut the fuck up remember the next day he texted me and he was like did you like rape drug me i'm like no we we drank excuse me yeah did you bang do you know i do not know i'll be honest i do not know i don't think so because like you know you kind of you're that drunk would you even be capable i mean it'd be really bad sex it's kind of a bummer because like his per- like i wasn't really like i think we both kept drinking because it wasn't working it's got the personality of a potato yeah barely but um i think it was we <laughs> oh fuck <laughs> we always think when we record this that it's just like us talking shit and then like we're like oh wait we're like putting oh, this out in the universe and everyone's gonna hate us yeah i have to go into hiding um no i re- it sucks that i never had sex with him because like i well i don't know actually i'll be honest that's the only time i ever was like did we well he's got a delicious pod yeah so anyways back to damien uh so a couple hours before brunch i sent damien a message and i i actually never have really bailed on a date before but i base uh, actually one other time and i said to him i was like listen i'm really fucked up like i just not in a position where i can like trust someone again and and date someone and that's honestly so nice of you to be that self-aware because like i have dated so many people that like once it starts getting serious they're like i'm not ready and yeah, then well, they even run away. Eli, like after the disaster of Eli, I said to him, because he told me, like, we, we were friendly again. He told me he's dating someone. I go, Don't, don't do this to someone else. Yeah, go work don't on yourself. Date anyone. Like, Jesus Christ. Go be car, alone. Car crash. So I messaged Jamie and I was like, I can't. I'm like, I'm sorry. I like I and it's actually in your best interest, like, because I I wouldn't be, it wouldn't be a good idea. Anyways, he appreciated that. And then about like, mm, like about like eight, nine months went by, I would say. No, I guess it's a year. A year went by. And then uh, I saw him on again when I was back on. Mm-hmm. And his profile said, um, aspiring RMT offering deep tissue massage. Hot. And, I was and you don't like, have health coverage anyway. So what do you need an RMT for? You'd exactly. be paying regardless. So at the time, I was working out like a maniac. And I was like, this is the perfect fit. So I messaged him and I was like, hey, I don't know if this is awkward, but like, can I get a massage? Like, what do you charge? And I was thinking it could also treat it as like a first date. That's a weird first date. You're like fully nude and he's clothed. It's all about me. That's what I'm into. I mean, yeah. So uh, he was like, he gave me his prices, which are like half of what. How much was it? It was $70 for 90 minutes. That's really cheap. And he told me that was my special rate. So just for you. Oh my God. He probably says that to everyone. You eat this shit up. <laughs> when I <laughs> remember the, when the stripper. T- oh, well, that's on another episode. Shit, oh I my guess God. Um, yeah. No, I like, you know, it's a special rate just for you. <laughs> what? For me? He does that to everyone. I guarantee it. Hundred percent. Well, the interesting thing about this guy, so so he runs a massage business. He's not an RMT. He runs a massage business out of his house, and the cool, like, I actually kind of respect this. Is like he he basically said he only like massages. He's got like a small roster of guys because he doesn't do it full time. He only massages guys that he thinks are hot. And I was like, you know what? That's kind of like if you're gonna run a massage, you don't get like a massage business. You don't get anyone like gross coming in. Yeah. It's like you get kind of two birds. But there's always that like implicit sexual component to be like was there an implicit sexual component well we'll get to that but one time he told me by the way so i don't forget is that his one of his patients patients clients client got so relaxed that he shit shit the bet like shit on the sheets i've never once been that relaxed that my asshole just opens up (laughs) (laughs) like and poo just falls out (laughs) i thought it reminded me of like (laughs) 
In front of me, of like a horse. You know when you see the horses walking and it just opens. It just falls. And I said, what did you do? And he said, I just gathered, I just gathered up the sheets and ran to the garbage. Like the, the garbage. Dump. And then I, he said, by the time he got back to the condo, the guy was gone. Oh my, I would have ran out of there too with my poopy ass. <laughs> he didn't even wipe. Jesus Christ. I probably would have barfed actually if I was him. Like, I, don't do, I don't do well with smells. Well, I think your asshole's been through enough if it's just releasing at moments. It's time to it's time to call it a day, sir. I feel like I thought it was bad when I like farted during massage one time. Like I'm just thinking about like I didn't well, maybe it's just a fine line between the fart to the shit. Like, well, I'm surprised you didn't shart. If there's something in the waiting. <laughs> oh, yeah, guys, I shart myself all the time. No shame. It's the colitis. Yeah. So, anyways, back to oh, back to Damon. So, uh, I go to Damon's house. Uh, I'm like, is this legitimate? Like, am I about to get murdered? So, I sent you my location. Yeah. Always do that. Share your location when you're yeah. going on a questionable date. Yeah, so I go and I'm like really pumped because I'm like, okay, this is like I'm getting a 90 minute massage. And also like I actually was interested in this guy. I was like, okay, this is like a two for one. Go over, get a massage. You know, first I go in and he's like, we're standing in the thing. And I was just like, he has like it all. It's all professional, like set up. And he's like, so what parts of your body like should we be working on? And I was like, he's like, I was like, all oh, my upper back. And then I was like, and my glutes. I'm getting a lot oh of pain God. in my glutes because so I just wanted smooth. to see what would happen. I didn't know. So he does the massage. So he's like, well, you should probably get naked if we're going to do the glutes. So I was like, all right. If you insist, sir. And so I start uh, with the massage. Like I start basically like he, he just starts doing the massage and we're like having like a first date during the massage. Like he's talking to me the whole time. We're learning about ourselves. And I was like, this is sweet. Like it was, it was awesome. I hate when they talk during massages. Yeah, but this, yeah, usually, I mean, you're the one that gets boners during massage. All right. I'm Remember that horny. massage we got about like a month ago? Yeah. Brad and I went for this massage and the, they told us before the massage that she wasn't an RMT. It was a deep tissue massage. It was like getting a massage. What did I say? From a, a praying, praying mantis. mantis. <laughs> like what I called epidermis massage. It I was like, literally fell asleep during the massage. And then you and, farted, right? No, I was snoring. <laughs> My snores woke me up. A deep tissue massage. You should not be snoring during a deep tissue or massage. even sleeping any <laughs> no. fucking way. I remember when the woman that was running the clinic told me that. I'm like, oh, great. Well, and like, you couldn't be mad though, because they were like, mm, our RMT got in a car crash. So and I was like, fuck, I can't oh, even get mad I was at this. Mad. <laughs> you know, I'm so self absorbed. Yeah. It's like, what about me? So, anyways, like, I started getting massages from Damien for like, like weeks and weeks. Every Sunday, I would, this is my routine, I would uh, smoke a joint, take an Uber to Damien's house and get like, 90 minute massage buck naked he had the best playlist ever like yeah you shared a bunch of his music oh my me. god some of the best music i have that i've ever heard uh and we'd have these like chats and like one time after we finished we just like finished and we were chatting and then we just started fooling around and i was like do i have to pay for this i feel like you shouldn't if there's sex involved it's not really regulated basically a prostitute it wasn't sex but like it was it, i i the most like i still would have paid a dick him. in your mouth uh I can't remember. Okay. Oof, that's when you know it's that's bad, nice. eh? Very memorable. <laughs> Teeny tiny mouth. Teeny tiny mouth. Was he a bad kisser because of that? <laughs> yeah, he was a bad kisser, actually. <laughs> you want to... <laughs> <Ew. laughs> 
like the kissing. Faces it. It was Jordan like, is making are really grossing like me out right now. It was like kissing an insect. Ew. So yeah, we only fooled around once because I think it was just not great, probably for either of us. Anyway, so uh, about a week ago, uh, he said to me, he started talking about like how his he he has this famous move that he likes to do called the external prostate massage, and I was like, like he just rubs your chota. I think that's what he meant. And I was like, what do you like? I'm like, I've always been doing it the other way. And he was like, yeah, this is like a part of the massage. Like, and I was like, do I finish? Like, I don't, do you get aroused? Did you get aroused? Well, so I go, so this is what happened. So I'm like, I'm all excited for my external prostate massage. I have a headache that morning. So I take CBD oil. Yeah. But it's not regulated at this point. So like, you don't know the, it's from a dispensary. It's not CBD oil. It's THC oil. Oh no. So what happens is, because CBD oil, for anyone listening, doesn't get you high. It's just like for pain. So and it relaxes. It. Like I use it to help sleep. Right. So I, I was like thinking about it, and I was like, okay, like I had the dropper, and you know you're supposed to do like half a dropper. But yeah. I was like, you know what? You can't really like overdose on CBD. So I took double what you would like if you were doing THC. I would do like I did the whole dropper basically because oh, I was no. like, oh, this is going to get me is high a lot. I did that once to like try it and i legit could not move from my couch like my limbs were a thousand pounds yeah when you're like locked into the couch yeah yeah so um so anyways i take it it's mislabeled because i just bought it it was not cbd oil it's literally THC oil. so, so I you like take it and then dose. you jump in an uber so like it hasn't hit you yet no what happened was i was walking around my house and i was like uh, i was like something's wrong i kind of like felt like and i by the way i like i love weed like I usually have some sort of weed, like the connoisseur, but at least two times a week. So I remember I was like, it was like two hours before. And I was like, I don't think I can do this. I took an Uber to Damon's house. At one point in the Uber, I like came to, and I thought I was being kidnapped. What? (laughs) Because I just like, have you ever had that when you're high and you're you're just just like snap. So I was steering and I was just like, I was completely out of it. And, uh, and I literally like snapped and I like yelled at the driver. I was like, where are we going? And he's like, what? And I was like, probably where, where you directed me to go yeah, on and, the Uber app. Yeah. And I remember I was just like, he had a water bottle in the back and I was just like chugging it like as if that was going to fix the situation. So I get to Damien's house and I'm like, fucked. Like I'm just pacing around. And Damien says to me, he's like, um, he like looks at me. He's like, listen, like mis- Sunday nights are like prime massage night. Like, is this going to happen or not? And I was like, fucking relax. I'll pay you. Seriously. And are you staring at the hog? I think he's walking by. Maybe. I can tell you're not paying attention. I'm Focus. listening. We got like five more minutes. I'm listening to your boring story. Oh, this is a boring story? I mean, no, really? So I get to Damien's house and I'm pacing around and I was like, no, just just do it. Just do it. And I was like, whatever. So he starts the massage, uh, starts doing the external prostate massage. It's what? It, like he's just literally rubbing your choda. Rubs your choda with like pressure. Did you get a boner? Yeah. And I was like getting excited because I thought it was going to lead to something. And then he goes, okay, that's it. That's the 90 minutes. And I was like, what is this fucking bait and switch? Did you feel like you were going to come? Can you do, can you come from an external prostate massage? Maybe like if he kept going for another like five minutes, but I was like playing it up like, "Mm, yeah. You were moaning? No. This makes me so uncomfortable. A little bit. Why? I don't know. A little bit more than than I was. I was trying to like encourage it, but it felt great. Um, But anyways, and then he was just like, but you didn't touch your penis at all. No. Is the sheet off? Yeah, I'm just laying buck naked on top of the massage table. 
it was a, very erotic. Man, it was a great six weeks. Anyways, this is how I fucked it up and we no longer speak to each other. At some point during the massage, or maybe that's why he abruptly ended the prostate massage, he said to me, um, he, we were talking about dating and stuff like that, and he said like one of his favorite things to do is break up couples. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> I was like, and okay, I got this great thing going Sunday night, starts my week night. A normal person would just shut up i can't of course i'm a loud mouth cunt so i just was like what do you mean and he's like i just like get really get off on it like i find it entertaining when and I then f- what does he do with the remnants of the broken up couple he said that he did it a couple times and then like one of the guys what the time the guy broke up with his boyfriend he broke up with the guy like he's like a fucking psychopath he so, is a full-on so psychopath. i said to him i was like there's only two options here i'm like you're a psychopath and you're like devoid of empathy i said or like some, I go to him, I'm like, who hurt you? Like, who did this to you? And I was like, this is not a productive way to like, no, to carry on. Like, you're just, you're just going to go, oh, someone hurt me. So I'm going to go do it to everyone else. It's like the eye for an eye mentality. No bueno. Things. So, uh, and then he sent me a message saying um, that he thinks that, so then I rescheduled a massage and then he wrote me a message saying that he thinks that that, that massage should be the last one for the two of us. You're masseur masseur masseuse he dumped me your masseur dumped you he dumped me yeah so what is that guy saying oh we're almost out of time <laughs> oh, in this free Poke- pokemon just came to kick us out. <laughs> the pokemon dude so anyways i don't i don't i don't speak to him anymore now so and i fuck- you sent me his contact information and i'm debating he's like famous like i thought i was like he's not famous no like he like i he told me that he's his business is okay. I don't want to. Do, I don't want to get people messaging him or anything. Whatever, whatever. I'm gonna leave it. I already used his first name, but yeah, I think it's a funny story. Okay, in general. So, uh, so external prostate massage, bait and switch on Jordan. And then you paid for it. I did pay for it. Yeah, but I had a good thing going for a long time. I really miss it. Not gonna pay full price. Boring. Yeah, exactly. So, anyways, uh, our first or our second guest is my neighbor Sam. Uh. Welcome, Sam. He's not here. We're in the library. I know. Uh, so Sam is my neighbor. We went on what he says is one date. I don't really think it was a date. I'm just getting to know him. He's definitely not my type. He is certainly not your type. But he's a very sweet person. And like, if someone was like, that's husband material. Oh, for sure. He's a husband. He's a provider. He And he's just like a really... I would just eat him up in about five seconds. He brought us pies. He brought us pies. So he's going to come on right now. And uh, he's a really interesting story about his family when he told him he was gay, uh, how they treated him. And it's like pretty mind blowing, actually. The all level about of the shame. All about the shame. So anyways, um, this is Sam and we hope you enjoy the interview. Wait, hold on. Can we just... I, I just started rolling this, but can we talk about the... Like, where's the bug? Like, I'm, I'm not it serious. It flew. I don't know. But, like, how big are we talking? I, it was like a fly. Like a dragonfly? Oh, okay. Or, like, a, <sighs> like a fire I was just flock. shocked, though. Was it, like, a magical, like, a Disney entrance? I'm high, actually. No? This is our guest, Sam, and oh, he... <laughs> well, you didn't realize I was rolling yeah, on that? No, I didn't. <laughs> um, he's... You seem like you'd be strong and kill things, no? Yeah, you would kill a bug for you. Sam, there's a bug in here. Sam, if there was like a mouse, would you kill it for me? I'll call the exterminator to take care of it. You would, you would, couldn't do it. I mean, I don't really want to kill the mouse. 
Also, like, like it's so hard to catch dirty, mice. You know what I mean? You just like, what am I, a like trap. A, I'm not a. It's just not like a I couldn't even like see it in the trap and like dispose of it. Remember oh, when you had that. a mouse in your old condo? Oh, and I called my the guy I was dating mm-hmm. at the time, and I, yeah. I hung out on the balcony until I was like, "You're coming <laughs> over," and he's like, "Are you joking?" I'm like, "No, I I can't go." And it was cold outside. Like I remember, I was freezing. So I was told that mice can hear us speak; they understand English. So you're not no, allowed to say the don't. word mouse. You should say like Mickey. Never refer to a mouse as a mouse in a room of a mouse. You're what? so stupid. No, I'm serious. This like, is our know. guest. They this know. is what we bring on. They oh know. I mean, apparently it's true. I'm not quite sure, but who'd you hear that from? A friend of a friend. Yeah. Well, this is not my guest of choice. This is Jordan's. So <laughs> if this goes poorly, it's all on him. Well, this is my neighbor, Sam. Just call that, me Mickey. Uh, Sam, how did we, did I just, how did we meet? We met on a really cool online app called Grinder. Grinder. What happens on Grinder? I've never heard of you it. just meet your neighbors. You've never heard of it, but that's where you met. <laughs> I just accidentally like downloaded a, it. A meet and mingle application. Hmm. So I remember I just moved in, probably was like a week or into it, right? And I brought you, you asked for a cup of sugar or something like that. It probably, like, yeah. but in jest, it wasn't probably, actually, I don't. Yeah, you don't bake. I take stevia, actually. Or you don't, good yeah. girl. you asked for a cup of stevia. Cup of stevia, yeah. And then I think we chatted on Grinder for a bit. There was some uh, sexual messaging. Did you send photos? Um, I don't remember the sexual messaging. <laughs> well, because it's forgettable? Yeah. Or... <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I do remember that, and I've saved them all. I framed them. I remember yeah. we were in the middle of, like, sexting, and I was getting kind of, like, really, like, riled up. And mm-hmm. then you, you, oh, what did I say? I said, just, don't make this weird. No, I said some line, and then you said a line to, like, break it. And, oh, you were yeah, like, and then just... I called, oh, yeah, I said something <laughs> like... Uh, uh, some, I, I don't remember what it was. Something about like tying me up, and then you were like, I was like, and you're like, and then the cops get called, and then they arrest me, and then my life's ruined, and then like, and you just like broke it like as a joke, and I was like, okay, this guy's pretty funny, but also I was a little pissed because I ruined it for you. Yeah, you, you killed know, the mood. I you know when you're in mood. that like mm-hmm. moment where you're just like an animal, you're like, I gotta finish this. I mean, how oh much, God. how riled up could you be off a text? Off text apparently, apparently, apparently you have no imagination. So no. <laughs> Yeah, okay. and then your big chance was over. <laughs> okay, and that was it. And look at us now. And here we are. But you guys went on a date? Yeah, we hung out. We had some dinner together. Actually, we hung out in the neighborhood first. Was that a date? I think anything can be considered a date these days. Like, I mean, Was yeah, there a smooch sure. at the end? Yeah, what is the preconditions for like a, it being a date? Well, I saw you on the street. We chatted. We hung out a couple times on the street before we went on a date. Like a pre-date. Wait, <laughs> what? With the dog. What do you mean? Well, you well, no, he street. was walking a dog. And he, and like I, a street walker. <laughs> yeah, he was just like hanging on the corner. <laughs> Not shocking. Up and down the block. No, no. I mean, so we met, like we already met each other. And then after chatting for a little bit, I think I said, hey, do you want to grab some dinner? And you said, yes. So I guess that's a date. And then we hung out and I never heard from you again. <laughs> oh, God. Until <laughs> until we wanted to use you yeah, on our podcast. Uh, I mean, you did hear from me a bit. I'm just kidding. We we talk. Yeah, there we go. We have each so you, numbers. I'm trying not to sleep with the neighborhood. I feel like I just got to get my bearings That's here. I'm here from everybody else. Why? I've been here for a few more years before you. Well, so. my ex boyfriend uh, lives on the corner, oh. and I've now run into him twice. And I've really not liked to ever that ever happen again. Not I really like not no hate, but I just I find him very annoying. Who John? Yeah. Oh God. So and he's probably gonna hear that, but who cares? But I've run into him in the corner, and I just sort of like, eh. But other than that, I don't know anybody else here. And I haven't really, You haven't met I've anybody else? I've been good, no. Oh, okay. I, I mean, just, just like met people, like friendly, not, I didn't suggest. What? I don't oh, like I a like lot of people. like local coffee shop, you know, gym maybe. Well, people are very friendly in this neighborhood, here? I will say. Yeah. Um, but this is really boring for the listeners. So let's talk about you being gay. Okay. 
you big homo. Thanks. Um, so we usually kind of go chronologically because we're lazy interviewers, but also it tends to be more interesting, I think, for the audience. Mm. Paint okay. us a picture. When did you realize that you were an abomination? <laughs> I never realized. I mean, I guess I wouldn't describe it that way. Um, but also I guess. PC. Yeah. PC. Um, I don't know. It's a hard question. I think uh, like many, you know, teens or, and I think I grew up in the age of the internet, right? So, uh, I had access to like free porn <laughs> online and, you know, Did when you do the 56 K what's that? Like when it was like, how, how old are you? Yeah, how old are you? I'm, uh, born in 86. So, oh, right. age. so yeah. when you first got internet though, it was like the dial up, like, Oh yeah, it was dial up. When the like, pictures sure. would like load with by, the like, AOL CD. Yeah. I was the AOL AOL CD. CD, sure. And you're like, Oh my God, the dick's coming. Yeah. And then my sister caught my porn one time and I was just like, must be a virus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I remember the very first porn I downloaded, it was like 45 seconds. On 56K, it probably took over an hour. <laughs> and I remember watching it and I was like, this is like, isn't it like the greatest thing you've ever seen? You're just Kids like, these days don't know how good they have yeah, it. Yeah, we're really yeah. lucky to have like gay porn at our fingertips. Well, I'm glad we grew up with more like, you know, tangible relationships though. I, I feel like porn is very destructive. Imagine you're like, go from age 12 right into hardcore porn. Like you can find anything on the internet. It just blows well, out your brain. I mean, that's kind of what we did though, no? I mean... No, I didn't really do We like, were probably no. the first generation that had access to that kind of porn. So anything you had a fantasy about that you were thinking of exploring, you had an opportunity to do that. But it didn't really like ramp up mm. in terms of accessibility. Like, Are you sure? Probably, like, I think at like 18... I think in the well, last 20 years, a lot more people came out of the closet maybe because of gay porn. Have you thought about that? The internet could have changed us. <laughs> have you thought about that? Have you thought about that? Thank well, you. I don't know. Like, I think about like, well, I'm just, <laughs> well, I'm just I also love how his hands are like my fair lady on his glass. <laughs> so he's so okay. proper. He's trying so to be so proper. This is not that kind of podcast. Okay, so we're talking about dicks. Okay. Oh my God. Well, we had access to a lot of online dicks for sure. Online dicks. Yeah. And I think we were the first group to, to have that access. So it's 100%. Maybe, and so yeah. we have changed our attitudes and our thought processes and, Maybe our habits and... Our brains. Maybe our brains. I watched a TED Talk about a guy who explains how porn like is destructive to your brain because you just want more and more and more. Mm-hmm. And now I kind of am like a connoisseur. Like I'm just sort of... Don't you guys feel like that? Where you're, you're just, on like, you're like an expert? Before you, find you feel something. like you're an expert in online pornography? I just, I'm just like 90% of it doesn't do anything for me anymore. Oh. Whereas 100% of it messages. used to do everything for me. But didn't you go on like a hiatus from porn for a while? A little bit. I've been trying to cut down. Good I just feel like I, it's like, good for you. Jordan. I do it. Thank you. I do it when I'm anxious. Like, and I'm like to calm your nerves. Yeah. Same with drinking, same with other stuff. Oh. Like we kind of figured Exercise, out other interviews. Blah, blah, How blah. do you use porn as a vice? Mm, I don't really watch a lot of porn to be honest. Like, no, oh, you're so pure. I'm really not. I'm basically the opposite of so that. So you must be getting laid a lot. Even. Um, yeah, I have my days. <laughs> You got your roster. Well, yeah, I have a very... <laughs> do you have a roster? No, I used to, maybe. What happened? In my early years. You know, you hit 30, you know, things change. I don't agree change? to that. I get hit on now more than ever. Oh, I didn't say to get hit on. I just am more respectable, you know? I'm not so quick to give it up. What a lady. I know. Get the fuck out of here with that attitude. <laughs> Roll up. <laughs> not I don't know. Now, now I'm like, well, I'm just going to, like, hold out for something better. I mean, that's the beauty of porn, you know? I have access to it, and I don't think... I don't use it, like... I don't feel like I'm obsessed with it or addicted to it, or I don't use it for anxiety. I use it for, for fun. So, like... So, like, how often do you watch porn? Pretty much almost every time I drink off. And which is, like, what, every day? Well, you... Ranges. Brad uses memories, which... Memories! Something yeah, like, I like to use my imagination. 
Not every. I, I wish fun. I could. I, I need to get a little more creative. Depends on the week. It's not more than, barely often, more than once a day. That's definitely not happening. Not anymore. Not since it was like 19. <laughs> uh, I have a serious question. What yeah. was the first time you touched a penis? And how old were you? 21? 20? It was wow. pretty late. Yeah. Tell us about it. Wait, hold on. Touch? I like how you say wow about that. I well, was myself, sure. 23 when you gave a handjob or 23 when you had sex? Everything. You hadn't even touched a penis? No. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it took me some time to realize that me watching gay porn and me thinking about maybe boys in my class meant that I was gay. I didn't understand what it actually meant. Like, I knew what I was doing at night by myself, uh, you know, in my bedroom with my low-speed porn. <laughs> yeah, But, um, you know, I didn't think, I didn't connect that to like, oh, this means that I'm gay. So, and I think a lot of, I imagine a lot of kids kind of go through that where like they have these feelings or urges or thoughts, but they don't actually think that that, you know, I, I didn't think like I was in crisis as a teenager because of it. And I didn't feel like I needed to tell anybody because I didn't think it was a thing only until I got to like, I guess my late teens or early twenties that I realized, oh, you know what? Like, mm, I'm probably gay. <laughs> Were you ever in like chat rooms or? Yeah, I was in chat friends? rooms because that is an outlet that. when you're like a teen. Um, yeah. I don't know if it's still an outlet now, but I guess that was a big thing. Like ICQ, like, yeah. I used to find like red, gay chats all the time. Sure, and, and I would talk to people like me that like didn't feel like they would just like I don't know, they wouldn't say that they were gay. They were just sort of like you know messing around or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously we were Denial both gay. Is very obviously we were both freaking off, but like yeah. No, know. I used to chat with like I have fun. Let's like, log on. Do you have ICQ account? Do you? Okay. I don't think that exists anymore. I mean, would I it? Hope like, not. Fuck, I know that noise. Ow, sorry, Mattel. Well, um, who so the the first person you ever were with is 21. Was it a boyfriend or no? A guy I met online. I just it escalated to the point where, like, hey, we're in the same city. Do you want to meet up? And I said, okay, yeah, sure. Where online are you meating these people? Because like, I can't remember. It was like Grinder didn't exist. No, it didn't exist back, back then. then. Like, it would have been like plenty of fish or something. It wasn't a dating app, it was like a chat room. Like, oh. a, like a Toronto chat room. When did Grinder come out? I feel like it, I was like 22 late. when it came out. Oh, man. Well, then I downloaded the app very late. I don't know. I didn't have it so my, until I was like 25. My boyfriend and I, at the time, we wanted to kind of open it up sexually at one point. And so we downloaded a Grinder, And I was about 22 or 23 at the time. So, mm. well, there you go. Look at me just early to the party. So who was at the, who was online back in the day? Well, I think it was just mostly just like chat rooms early and adopters. and. Wow. Yeah, and stuff like that. But I don't even, I mean, now everyone's so spoiled. You can like. I think during those days, Craigslist sort of uh, existed and like, I guess Kijiji? I don't know. Let go? Was let go all there? Craig? Craig, I don't know. Like, how he's fucking got a list. rich is Craig? There's like an Angie's list too, I think. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. There's a what? There's like another list. Angie's list. I've seen the ads on CNN. It's different than like. Which is what? For sex? Could purely? be porn. No, it's uh, sure. for home contractors. So it's like, like basically plug, porn, right? Basically porn. But Craig is a dude who started a list who's a thing. And now and now they even shut down the personal section. I don't they know if you noticed. Yeah, you can't do any more like Oh, you've up. been following? Oh, my God. I used to love looking at the misconnections. It was oh, so funny. Did you ever write one of them? Well, it's funny that you them. said that because I actually did write one one time. I went to the gym. I saw a guy. We were just locking eyes the whole time. It was at the uh, Richmond Good Life. Mm-hmm. It used to be called Extreme Fitness. It's like the gayest one. Yeah. No, Young and Dundas was. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um where I was solicited a couple of times, but I was, I was working out at that one. I kept like, you know, when you just kept catching eyes with someone, usually if it's more than once, you realize that it's probably a gay dude or someone just like, please stop fucking looking at me. You're creepy. One or the other. It's probably the latter. And so I posted a misconnection and described the guy. And then the guy that responded 
<laughs> he was like, oh, we know him. We're, we're like somewhat Just friends with him. Don't say his name. And he responded saying, no, he said, he, he replied to my ad and said, are you this, 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 and this, and this? And I was like, yeah, that's me. Were you, like, were you wearing this? And then I responded, is it you? And he responds with a photo, and it definitely wasn't fucking him. He just and thought it's I like was a friend of ours. Oh, and like I, I don't even, I don't even remember seeing him. <laughs> like he probably just saw me in the distance. So while like, you were having a misconnection with somebody else, somebody was locking eyes with you. Yeah, from the other side of the room. Yeah, like how that's crazy. like a three-way misconnection. Well, I got the goods. Milkshake. Like a, brings wow, up the that's like, pretty impressive. Actually. I've had a couple good gym hookups too. I actually had one where we just basically like hooked up in the steam room. Wow. I'm that's sure that's nice. an original story. Have you ever done that then? Not so at a classy. gym. I've, I've been yeah, going well, to like exactly. a really cool gym like that's not like sex-based. Mm-hmm. Like, so you have sex with this guy at 21? No, I didn't have sex. We just fooled around. Like, I think I just let him like suck my dick. That's beautiful. Yeah, it was magical. And did you see him ever again? Yeah, one time more. And what did you do the second time? More of the same. I remember I was nervous, but I think after I was leaving, after I left, I think... I thought to myself that it was like kind of cool, but like, I mean, I didn't have feelings for him. If that's what you're asking. But was the, did the self-loathing kind of creep in a little bit? Actually, you just reminded me that, yeah, I think if there were some times that, let me think about this. I think I, I remember, I think anytime I hooked up after that, like, you know, 21 to like, I don't know, 23 or 24, like in, in those early years, you know, my college years or whatnot, I think, uh, there were definitely times where, like, I would leave, you know, a pseudo date or sex date, or whatever you want to call it, a hookup. An encounter. An encounter of the night. And, uh, you know, you'd feel a little guilty or it's a time of reflection, you know, driving away from it. And I think that's probably common for a lot of people. They just sort of think, oh, like, what the hell did I just do? And, and like, what does what, this mean? What I regret thoughts? this immediately. Yeah, I still have those regrets. But what are those thoughts? Like, <laughs> what, the is the, what is I your brain don't have saying to you? Um, I guess it's confusing because like, I think at that time I still didn't realize that me hooking up with this guy meant that I was gay. Really? So I think, I, I think it took me some time to realize. It was just like an experimentation. Well, I just didn't really think about it. Like, I mean, I guess I didn't think about the, the, the five or six years prior that I was tricking off to gay porn as right. well. Like I didn't, it didn't connect the dots. Like I was dating girls, uh, you know, I had girlfriends and like it, you know, it was not a thing. I didn't. I don't know. I just so so. What was the last time you had like a girlfriend? Like when was the up to what age? Like really young, like early twenties for sure. Mm. And then when did it like finally click for you that you were gay? I think that um, in my early twenties, yeah, I realized that I was gay, and I just didn't know how I was going to approach it. Right. I, I would have you know, I had gay friends. Uh, I had uh, family friends and cousins who had come out of the closet as well, and. You know, I saw how everybody around them was sort of like dealing with their coming out stories, and and how know, did they like? Some of it was really po- accepting. Well, you know, I think everybody's accepting as long as it's not like their own. Yeah, yes, I think it's common. I'm sure you hear that often. Like, I know my parents definitely said that. That's for sure. We'll get to that later part. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, let's get to it now. Let's get to it now. It's my podcast, bitch. Okay. <laughs> we run the show. <laughs> sure. So, did you? Was there a point where you thought? Uh, I can't keep this secret anymore. I need to tell someone in my family. There was a point where I realized that, okay, 
Sam, you're gay, and like you have to figure out like what your strategy is. Like, what's your angle? Like, how long are you gonna keep this up? <laughs> what kind of gay will you, yeah. will you be? Will you be a twink? Honestly, what category will you take? Will you take it well, in the ass? Will you give it? You know, I, I would, I would find myself attracted to other guys in similar situations. Ones that were confused, some that were in relationships with women, with women. Okay, and. You know, I didn't. I didn't want to be those people. Like I thought to myself, like, oh man, I don't want to go through a life of, of lies. Like I, I don't want to keep up this life forever. I just wasn't really ready to deal with it. But I knew that I didn't want to ruin somebody else's life. I didn't want to date right. a girl or marry a girl and, and sort of like drag her into like what what are my, what's my story. That's a very mature mindset. Yeah. I definitely thought about that. And then you know, I came to a point where I just realized that like eventually I would have to tell somebody. But I was wasn't ready to deal with it just yet. I mean, did you date women, Jordan? Yeah, but I, I really ended early. Like yeah. probably. Well, actually, someone reminded me the other day that I dated apparently who was the most popular girl in our high school. I don't remember this. Oh, can you? I, like I don't. I remember dating her. It obviously um, was very impactful for you. Yeah. Uh, like dating her, like the kind of date we went on. No, or? like. <laughs> what do you mean, like sexual? <laughs> like component? holding hands in the high school. Hallway? No, like we fooled around. Like we do like second base stuff but i just i don't know i think i really liked your personality but it also i think it was a status thing for me to not to kind of just like hide among it because yeah. she was popular and i can but, understand that yeah I, ha- I the last time i had an attraction to a woman was when i was 21 like a very brief attraction to a friend of mine who was a girl and it just was like a weird thing that lasted for a couple weeks and i had a boyfriend at the time and i told him and he just laughed in my face and then that ever since that and i I don't know. I don't know. What about you, Brad? No, I like never really dated women because like similar to Sam, like your story, like I didn't want to bring someone else into my shit. And like I had this girl in university that had a huge crush on me who I ended up having sex with, but then like never talked to again. And I felt <laughs> horrible about Wait, it. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, that's a good story. Let's get to that. What's, what was the sex life? I cannot see you banging a girl. Oh my God. <laughs> well, she was a female rower, so she was basically a man. <laughs> Her shoulders were, were like very broad. twice the size of mine. So <laughs> it was basically... she is. Yeah, she was like, bend over. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> she um, like, you put, she she like puts a hat on her. her shoulders all jacked. She probably looked like a dude. No, it was very awkward. And Did both, she like, spoon you? We were so wasted. That like, you know, when you have like a little bit of performance issues. So when you're no, I don't whiskey dick. Anyways, it didn't last very long. And then I was like, okay, I gotta go. Did you use a condom? Is she pregnant? Does she have a baby? Can you imagine? Do you have a child out there? Oh my god, it could be possible, Steph. If you're out there, (laughs) (laughs) daddy's coming home. (laughs) Daddy is coming home. Well, no, but like I didn't want to rope anyone into right. my like shit that I was dealing with. So I, totally I just get that. never yeah. dated anyone. And like my parents were always like, oh, why don't you find a nice yeah. girl? And you're like, mm, surprise. Surprise. I like the D. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I guess. So that was basically it. Like I sort of thought that I didn't want to like involve anybody as well. And so I sort of just kept it to myself. I'd continue meeting, you know, people that were like like minded. And you know, emotionally unavailable. Yeah, emotionally. But I wasn't. Types. I wasn't. You know, I wasn't in meaningful relationships. In fact, were you ever the other woman? Oh, sorry, I mean man. I yeah. mean woman. <laughs> well, the other man. You mean like no some, woman? The other woman. What? Huh? 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 Yeah, he said he was with people that are, like yeah, for sure. Anyways, did um, that? Did that eat at you though? Because I've done that before. I just. Um, I think at the time I didn't really care. I mean, I thought that was their problem as well. But I realized that it wasn't a nice thing to do, and I realized that like. You know, it wasn't like I was having emotional affairs with these people. I was just having sexual ones. So I, I almost disconnected the two. You know, I, I was sexually attracted to men, but I didn't think like I was going to fall in love with any one of these guys. 
it took me some time to mature into the idea that A, I'm gay, B, that's okay, and C, like there's a really good life ahead of me. That's so mature. And it just took me some time to do that. You're a little choked up there. That's really cute. I'm in love with you. Thanks. Take your clothes off. Okay. Oh, I'm actually sitting here naked. Nobody can see us, but we really, we're actually, we all actually naked want right to do an episode naked of naked. podcast. Well, we want our friend's a nudist, and he. Why don't we just say we're naked? No one's gonna know. Well, too I late. mean, you just blew. You already it. blew the story. Oh, yeah, but we want to do a pod, uh, one like that. So wait, when who was the first person in your family that you told? Okay, so then. Flash forward a couple more years later, I realized. So what are you? You're what? Twenty two at this point. Twenty. No, I was like, I was probably. I guess I should figure out what years I told everybody. Okay, let me think about this. Um, twenty at twenty six or twenty seven, somewhere in that range. Are you making when you came out not to be identified? No, no, I'm serious. Oh. I was like, I remember it was like December twenty twelve when I first told the first person. Okay, so like so five years ago. So who was the first ago. person? It was my cousins um i uh they were like arguing in front of me <laughs> and like just to, like shut them up i just you know like classic <laughs> story i was like these gays are so dramatic know, it's so not a classic story it's just, yeah it's just classic it's just interrupting they weren't arguing with me they were just what, arguing with what were other. they arguing about you know they're like married that's and you just yelled people. out i'm so, gay straight people, yeah pretty much like that's oh all. my god i, I mean that's love to have well, like, i was gearing up for awkward. it i i sort of knew because it was just around new year's it was like a new year and i was here new me yeah new year new me and i was like i remember um psyching myself i was gonna tell them like that week or that weekend we were on vacation together and uh i remember like psyching myself up in the mirror like i was gonna go downstairs and do it just like i need to tell one person because if i told one person what did you say to yourself story in the mirror, would, like you could like unravel this. and i just wanted it to kind of unravel in like kind of positive way so i thought if i just told one person it'd be easier to tell a second person and a third person well that is true like, i could tell strangers just people that knew people that or knew you me. get the person to tell the rest of the family you're like i, I can't deal with that that's what well, i did that's part two to my story but um let's carry on then okay well anyways long story short i would suck myself up in the mirror <laughs> and i told my Slapping cousins your hands on the table and they uh basically uh told me that uh that it was okay and things are gonna be okay and continued sort of like arguing with each other <laughs> but later that night, fucking narcissist yeah, go right like, back to like, their oh. like that's cool i want to strangle my husband grow so. up <laughs> Wow. Uh, and then, you know, we had some in-depth talks about it. They were totally, obviously, supportive. Like, it's, you know, it was 2012 at the time. They were progressive. It's also downtown Toronto. Yeah. Um, and they were totally okay with it. And, you know, we talked about what my, how my family might react to it and, like, how my mother might take it. And, um, you know, my cousin wasn't really sure, like, how my mom would take it. But anyways, a, a year went by. So, I went back to – I was actually on vacation at the time. I went back to Toronto and uh, I told – I guess my immediate group of friends in January, February, I was like mm -hmm. ready to tell them. Did you have a, any bad reactions from them? They just didn't believe me. Like a lot of them just didn't believe me. They're like, okay. Prove yeah. it. Ha -ha. Suck a dick right now. Why would you lie about something well, like that? Well, I guess, though? you know, when someone knows you as one way for so many years, they're just surprised. They thought I was kidding or maybe I didn't, um, I didn't have a, a lot of stereotypical like features that like sort of people stereotype uh, gay men to actually be like, or, I mean, although I can design a room really well, so I don't know what they were thinking. Maybe like, you dress. No, poorly. you have a lot of qualities. I can see them all now. Oh, now, yeah, yeah. Sort of like <laughs> really come come to it. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I just so I told my friends, and that was cool. And then I told at some point I told my siblings. My brother and sister, they're older than me by many years, by like 13 years, my sister and nine years, my brother. So they were like, basically like pretty much raised me as they were teenagers. I was a toddler and I basically told them that I was gay at some point. And I just said to them, Hey, like, you know, when I do tell mom and dad, like, I'm going to need your help because like, you're my older siblings and mm -hmm. 
you know, they were a little surprised and shocked and taking it back. Um, you know, my sister said, if, you know, things are going to be okay. Don't worry about it. And obviously, like, she was upset, but, like, not, like, to the point where, you know, not to the point where it escalated. My brother said, hey, I don't really agree with what you're telling me, but, like, it's cool. You're my brother. I, I do not agree you. with that. You know, they're just closed-minded people, you know? Like, obviously, they were feeding off each other of not being, like, super supportive. Are they because, religious? Like, no, they're definitely not religious. Born here in Toronto, you, you know, grew up in a very liberal environment, educated. You would think, like... That's strange. And how could you just not agree with them? Anyway, you know, my so that, theory of people like yeah. that is that they really have some weird demons. It's possible. Yeah, for sure. Because why would you care? Like, really, what is the impetus for that other than religion? Right. So, my sister's married and she has a husband. So, that probably influenced her thought process when she went home that night. What, that that is just like what you're supposed to do with your life? Well, I told them and they were cool, but they just said, listen, let's like, we'll talk about it some more. Uh, it was actually a week before a trip to South America, so I didn't really have time. Uh, no, just oh, it was just me. I was going with some friends. Okay. So like, I was gonna go away, and I didn't really have time to deal with it. Basically, like the next few days, my sister didn't really take my calls, and like my brother sort of told me that like she was kind of upset. And Great strategy. Just drop a yeah. bomb and then disappear. Yeah, yeah I know. Great strategy. So I went away. Angry for you. And basically, like. My sister was just like, couldn't keep the secret. Like, she just really wanted to tell somebody or something. So she sort of like was angry at my parents as well. My parents didn't really know why they, she was angry. They're like, why are you mad at us? Like, why aren't you coming what around? What you created? Like, like what's, you know, what, what's going on with you? And then she would say things like, you know, ask your sons or like, you know, ask your son what's going on or things like that. Just to kind of chip away at it. Like, she didn't actually verbally say it, but like, you're basically like outing me. I have like so much anxiety I, I, this it, conversation. She sounds like a lunatic. She is I don't lunatic. mean to really like um, So basically, the, the, the story is that like, in the end, she was not okay with it. I don't know if it was her ideas or maybe her husband influenced her. They're just conservative. I never thought she was conservative. I mean, I knew she had gay friends growing up. Um, you know, she went to college here. She What's her husband in, like? I guess conservative. Uh, you know, I don't know, kind of blue collar, but I mean, they're affluent, but like, uh, you know, they, they, you know, they have blue, blue he's got like a blue collar. He owns a shirt with a blue collar. Yeah, he owns a yeah. shirt. Collar. I just picture him like chirping away in her ear. Being he like, basically said, like, or she's got he probably some said something like, you know, I don't want him around, you know, and like he wasn't comfortable with it. So the, the, the result is, Hey, let's just not have him around. Like that's a solution. Well, it was a solution because she just just chose not to have me around. How so? so like she just stopped. She just talking basically to you? stopped talking to me. My brother told me to don't call her because she's not interested in talking to you. <sighs> Wait, hold on. How old are you at this point? You know, it's he's like 27. 27 ish. So it's been four years since you've spoken to her. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, five years, four or five years. Yeah. Has either of you made an attempt to connect with each other? Mm, I saw her once at a hospital because my one of my parents was sick. But she didn't talk to me. And what the like, fuck? Something's up, man. Do you have any theories about this? Besides the husband chirping in her ear. I mean, it's it's evolved so much over the years. Um, so it's hard to really say like what the theory was. Basically, she X'd my brother out too. She told my brother not to come around either. So is your brother supportive of you? Uh, yeah, he he was in the later years as much as as supportive he is. The reality is, my family isn't really that supportive. But in, we're, we're understanding. It's that. like what it's like what Jordan talks about. Like yeah. we're okay with it, but never talk about it. Yeah, it's uh, it's acceptance with conditions, right? Well, yeah. yes, it's like we're cool. Just please don't ever fucking talk about it. And that really is the same as just shaming someone. It's shame. For, so basically, she told my parents. My well, my parents asked me like, "What's going on with me?" And um, she basically 
my mom asked me like what was up with me and I just didn't want to lie to her anymore. And like, obviously the jig was kind of, my brother already kind of warned me that like my mom was asking questions, like what's going on? Like, what's the secret? Like what's, so I just sort of told her and like, she didn't take it well. She just cried for basically three weeks straight, wailed. <laughs> Like my that mother sounds dehydrating. Cried. How traumatic! Yeah. Like, she just didn't move. She basically cried oh. for three. Oh, I need an IV. Guys, she took time off work just to come cry. on. Like, she was just that distraught. Not because that I was gay and that was a problem. Oh. It's just that she just didn't think that that could be possible because was she like, had like short-term disability. I don't know. She and just she didn't took all my her vacation days. She was just really upset, like as if I had died, but I was in the room with her and I was like, Ma, it's okay. Like, I'm here. I'm alive. Like, this isn't a big deal. We'll deal with this. We have like such great lives. Like, this isn't an issue. Like, this is not something worth crying over. First world problems. And it's like, it's not even an issue for you who's gay. Yeah. I was like, for her, it's like, it it really doesn't even affect her. To be honest, I didn't have time to think about like, what it was like for me at that point because like my family was taking it so hard that I was more focused on like I couldn't ha- I didn't have time to I wasn't grieving I was I was excited I was you know living my truth and being honest with myself I'm like you know I'm being honest with you guys and you're upset this is hard for me because I'm trying to be authentic and I would say things to my mom like my parents both my parents like this is a good thing like there are no secrets between us anymore we can have a real relationship it doesn't have to be so like fake like we don't have to talk about the weather like you know, like you could ask me anything you want. I will be honest and, and direct with you. And like, we can start an open line of communication from here on out. Like this could be a real positive. Isn't that so sad that like your parents are meant to be like there to nurture and support and yeah, I don't know, like coach you through life. And here you are going through like a serious life event and you're the one. And, there, and she's having them. an emotional yes. breakdown over something that's really not a big deal at like, all. It's blowing well, my mind. You know, I can understand my parents who, like, come from a village. Uh, like, they're, like, uneducated. They're, like, small-town folk. They, you know, for them, I understand the, the thought process. They just had a lot of questions of what it meant to be gay as well. They asked me in the later years, like, you know, what does this all mean, you know? They didn't get it because they just weren't exposed to it. And so I, I forgive them the for bum that. Bum? But, like, yeah, why are you thinking <laughs> the bum-bum? <laughs> but, you know, my sister and my brother have no excuse. You know, they grew up in the society and and they have access to the media and they see how the media is you know uh and like she had gay friends that's what i'm most shocked and, by and she's a mother of three so like you well, want to know she doesn't have gay friends anymore i don't think you want to be a good example like what are you them. teaching your children if you're not if you're, you're practicing hate in your own household like you don't throw a family member aside just because you don't agree with her and views. she lives in toronto like there's really she no excuse shield her children from gayness but you know good what like who made your clothes yeah. bitch I forgive her because it doesn't make a difference to me. Like I quickly realized that like, you know, there are so, there's so much love in my life. Like all my friends were supportive, my colleagues, everybody I told or want to tell or anybody I would just sort of like Jordan, people I meet in the neighborhood, the Splenda giveaways. I'll send you my weenie. <laughs> um, it was so positive that I didn't really care if one or two people just were not in agreement. So, but like one or two, they're one or two like pivotal people <laughs> yeah, in your life. Not. Like they're not just people. Do you I don't, think that it's a coping mechanism. You're just saying that, but truly, no, it I actually really mean it. I think I've gone through enough years. By the way, I should just flash forward and say that my relationship with my parents is better than now than it has ever been in my That's entire good. life. That's so nice to hear. They've come around. Obviously, they don't want to know about how what went down on my grinder date two nights ago. But uh, you know, was it two nights ago your grinder date? <laughs> I won two nights from now. Does that count? Um, uh, you set up grinder dates in the future. Yeah. Good for but, you. But uh, they, uh, they are supportive that they love me and they're consistently telling me that they love me and they'll call me and they'll check up on me and they just they want me, they want me to know that, that I'm always going to be loved and it doesn't make a difference. So but that's also you're great. broken. 
Like that's really, don't bring a boyfriend around? Like, is that the level of it? No, I just, I mean, I haven't because like baby steps. I thought like, I'm amazed how far, like the first year was pretty tough with my mom. First six Mm -hmm. months was really tough. Like throughout that year, she started to smile again. It was like grieving a death. Like I saw my mom deal with like a death in front of me. It was very bizarre. My dad didn't talk to me for a good four to six months. He just didn't really want to talk to me. Like anytime I come around, he would just be silent. Complete 360. That's because complete 180. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm not a physicist. Uh, physicist? <laughs> sorry, I don't know trigonometry. Sorry, I'm not a great niner. <laughs> oh, so, so he did like a complete 180 and he just sort of like turned the corner and just like calls me to tell me that he loves me. I don't know. It's very oh, weird. Like I so didn't cute. really. That's nice. That's not something well, my think, dad would have done before. It's I know, just, but as gay people, you know, we're always having to like be thankful for when people throw us a bone, right? And that's kind of what I was talking about, the concessions thing. So it's yeah. like. It's like, we have to like, we have to wait for people. We have to sit around and wait for our lives. Like, oh, one day they'll fully accept me and we're almost there. And it's just like, life is like, time is so precious. And it's just like, that's what I find so frustrating is like having to pull people into the 21st century about this issue. And I have a different approach where it's just like, I don't have time. Like, if you don't 100% accept me, just get the fuck out of my life. Yeah. And that's kind of one of the things we reason we want to do the podcast is just very much like. So, really, it's just one person. What do you mean? It was just one person that didn't accept me. Your sister. sister. Yeah. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, like, if you were to say, Mom, this is my boyfriend, I'm in love with him, Jordan, uh, what would they say? They would think you're very handsome. Well, that's a fact. <laughs> Please don't bump up, bump up his ego. Uh, they would uh, they'd roll with it because like they love me and they, they would roll with it. I think it would take them some time, but they'd come around. I have a, a, a cousin, a family friend who has a, she's a lesbian. She's pregnant now. Um, she How has did a partner. That happen? Science. Oh Accidentally? So, with a physicist, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> um, something about grade nine. Um, they basically are having a baby, and my mom is exposed to it and seeing that this is happening, and, and she's watching her family friend uh, deal with it as well. And, you know, like they're being exposed to kind of unique 21st century stuff. And they're growing at a slow pace, but they're growing. So I, their behavior is excused. But I mean, I really can't excuse uh, my sister. And But that's okay. My mom once said to me, I'm just worried that like being gay means they're going to be at a disadvantage. And I said to my mom, I go, Ma, I go like, I'm so lucky. I'm, I'm gay in Toronto. And it's like 20 at the time, 2012, 2013. I'm like, you know, it's a great place to be gay. I'm, I'm loved. Uh, this is a safe city relatively. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is a good time to, to live our truths. I'm very, very fortunate. I'm, a, I'm in a really lucky spot. Like we could be halfway across the world and in jail or killed. Mm-hmm. And I feel really sad for all those people that feel like they have no way out because the truth is there is a way out. You have a very fulfilling life ahead of you. And All right, put it on a pillow. No, no, but I, I mean, it, it made me, that's what get, got me through it. Like I gave myself the pep talk by no, thinking I to myself that but like- do, do you understand the rich irony of there? She's saying that it's going to be harder for you disadvantaged as a gay person. But the and only part of that is like people not fully accepting you. But so yeah. it's like until she got there, she was part of the problem. Well, I, I said to her, the only person that's not accepting is this family. <laughs> so like the right. only resistance I'm getting is from you guys. Like nobody else is giving me a hard time. And then and mostly I think that realized that, that that clicked for her that like that, that the only problem it was, was them. And I think my parents would have taken it better sooner if my siblings were on board Mm -hmm. if they were good siblings they'd be like don't worry sam things are going to be okay i'll talk to mom and dad we'll make this okay we'll make christmas fine again you know like we'll bring things back to 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 how they were before you drop the bomb on this family 
So, so are like, you like not invited to family events so anymore? So like we what definitely don't see Christmas? each other. So, okay, a lot has happened. Basically, my sister wasn't even talking to my mom. She just wanted nothing to do with this family. She didn't want to come around for Thanksgiving. I just, she just would, she just disappeared. So then, she like a fucking cult or something. Yeah, I don't like know. this Maybe is weird. Poison. So her mom. I blame the husband. There's I have three nieces. I have three nieces that my sibling, my brother, couldn't see because like she was basically holding them hostage. Why? Because the gay is contagious. Well, my brother has nothing to do with they it, but basically AIDS. like. Well, maybe. I don't know. Baby AIDS. Uh, she didn't let me see my nieces, obviously. I obviously wasn't allowed to see them. And my parents would only be able to see them only if they visited uh, them. Even though I don't live in the same household, they wouldn't bring the kids around because of the just time. Just in case like, you were hiding? Yeah, just in case I was there. Or I was She's going to bust out of the closet. Look who's here, Uncle Faggot. Because I was hiding in the closet. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> um, Hello. But things have changed. Now the kids come over. My parents have lots of play dates. My brother gets to see them. They spend Christmas together. They, they have their own time together. I'm respectful of it. How I understand. How fucking hurtful though. Like, I know. You're it's seeing fine. your whole like, family at Christmas. Man, you've been through a lot of shit. That's fine. Like, honestly, like, I'm happy that my siblings, my brother, and my parents get access to these, to my nieces. I mean, I don't have access to them. But you're I'm, a very, bi- you're a very big man. Like, I don't mean like physically, like you've, you've risen above. Talking about your penis. Okay. You've risen above these people. Like, you're the most mature p- person in all this. Like, you're even wanting happiness for her kids. Like, it's very beautiful. Sure. But I want to, I think, and honestly, one of the things when we were having dinner, we were talking about house. this. All right, let me talk. Okay. When I was having dinner with you and you were talking about the subject, I feel like it has to, you wouldn't even be a human being if it wasn't affecting you somehow. If it didn't cut deeper than you're giving it credit for. It did. It doesn't anymore. At all. No remnants of this stuff. Jordan, for what? Like, there's so much, like, do you know how lucky we are? Like, what? Who cares? This dumb bitch doesn't want to, like, talk to me. Who cares? Like, what? I'm going to cough in her face. I'm contagious. Like, I don't understand. Why would I be upset with someone being that hurtful and hateful to me? Like, if you someone's just willing. Feel sad if for someone's, them. I feel sad for those kids that they have, like, yeah. a mother that's setting a really bad example. And they're going to grow up and find out what the reason was. Well, and they're going to grow up and find out you exist, too. Well, they know that I exist, but they don't really know why I'm not around or I'm not allowed to be around. It doesn't make any sense. So, here's the situation. How, sorry, how old are they at this point, your nieces? The oldest one. I don't even know because I'm not allowed to go to the birthday parties. Um, oh, sorry. killing me. Uh, I guess the oldest one is like 10, 11, something like that. Like She's between gotta seven be asking and, questions at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. Like, so those cousins that I was telling you that I came out to first have two sons. Yeah. I'm very close to them, the whole family. We vacation together, we spend Christmas together. I have all the nephew love and like cousin love and Christmas love and family love. I basically spend Christmas with them every, almost every year with my parents and my brother. So I get that family fix, obviously. And then because their kids are the same age pretty much as my nieces, they also go over with play dates while they visit us here, like to my sister's house. Now, I'm not part of that, that those events, mm-hmm. but that's okay because I'm happy to share. It's kind of like custody. Like I know which days I have them and I know what days they're over at, at my sister's house. Um, I should just stop calling her my sister. <laughs> just bitch. Um, bitch. what I call her. Um, but anyway, the point is they had brought it up to them because like one of the issues I, I had for a while, it doesn't bother me as much anymore. I just sort of said like, why has nobody in my family like defended me? Like why, why is there this divide? Like why does she not talk to me? How come no one's like talked to her about it? Like, or said like, what the hell's your deal? Or like, or, well, that's or, the role of your brother and your parents, but they, they haven't. Yeah. And that's, I think that's very disheartening of this whole thing. 
Number one, her. Number or they two, tried that. at the beginning, they said, but they're like, you know, you, my parents have always been like, you guys are your own people. We can't tell you what to do. We're never going to tell you what to do. We're not going to tell her what to do. We're not going to tell That's a cop out, though. Well, they're caught between a rock and a hard place, too, because they hear one person say, it's okay. I'm gay. Like, deal with it. Like, life's great. And the other person saying, like, that's disgusting. I can't believe that he's gay. So they're hearing from both sides and, like, they don't have access to the internet like the rest of us. But they can't make a decision for themselves. Well, I always told my parents, like, there's a difference between right and wrong. What she's doing is wrong. Mm-hmm. Me being honest and truthful is right so like there's a good and a bad and bad should not be you know excused in any way shape or form and so i think they understand that i'm a good person i think that's you know i don't want to toot my own horn but I, i'm pretty sure i was like always my parents yeah. favorite child and i think i still am i just it took them some time to realize that like one of the kids was really like fucking evil you, know you seem I mean? to be the most well-adjusted member of the family it's like you and you're raised, the youngest it's yeah. like it was raised by wolves like i don't know how you would i was raised by the that. internet I was raised by gay porn, that's why. So <laughs> civil. That's where I learned everything from. <laughs> so civil. Um, so basically, um, my cousins spoke to them one time and tried to defend me and said, hey, like, you know, it's really not cool. It's been enough years now. Like, what's your deal? Like, why aren't you talking to him? And they said to my cousins that we're just trying to protect our kids. So my cousin said, from protect them what? from what? The evil like, gay? First of all, you have three daughters, first of all. <laughs> So I don't think you understand what it means to be gay. <laughs> Secondly, like if anything, it'd be good for them. Yeah. Secondly, like they're they, they're in school here in Toronto. Like they're exposed to it. Like what are you protecting them from? Like, but this is like like even with the new sex cur- curriculum, like the premier wants to change it. It's just another way of making gay people just just disappear. Just just push them to the side. Yeah, it's just like, not possible in 2018. It's no, I know, too, but that's what we're always yeah. fighting against, right? The visibility factor. And then it hurts us when people are also closeted because we've right. never met a gay person. You just don't, you can't imagine what it's like. Right. And, but it, that's the whole thing about gay people. It's just like, please shut up about your gay sex. Shut up about your, your weird, right. your weirdness. You shut up the fact that you're with, like every, every part of us is just want us to put it under a blanket. And, and that's the thing, deny our history. And eventually these kids are going to grow up. They're going to have gay kids. Right. They might be gay themselves. Just can you or imagine the irony of that situation? Like For if sure. she raises a gay kid, she's probably yeah. going to blame you. I know. Totally. Somehow. It rubbed off somehow. Yeah. Somehow. It's an osmosis. Well, my cousins basically said that like, we're not bad parents because we love, we love Sam. We vacation with him. He watches our children. We have no problem with him. We're safe. He's amazing. He's always the same kid. He's always been like, nothing's ever changed about him except like he's more loving than he ever has been. And a lot more handsome. But, uh, you know, like, but, but what you're doing that. is not right. So at least they defended me and they just basically said that we're not, they're not ready to, like, address it. And, like, to be honest with you, there may be a time that my sister may come to me and say, hey, like, so sorry for the last 10 years. Do you care? I definitely do not. And what would you even do if she did yeah what would you like, say i'm just not interested i'm not I interested like i'd be like fuck you yeah, yeah like i'm, I'm just not nothing it's, not, it's irredeemable at this point i'm just gonna wait for those kids to like get old enough where i'm allowed to contact them and i'll just choose to have my own relationship with them and it could be very little i mean over, they probably have or... facebook already get on there well they have definitely have instagram Snapchat, for sure girl. i don't, don't want to rock the boat like you know i don't want to i don't want to oh, rock okay. the thing is i saw how she would hold these kids hostage against my brother and my parents and i don't want to do something that makes my my brother or my parents not have access to these kids i feel so like my me fighting that's my theory or she's a lesbian those <laughs> are my the two other. theories i'm gonna stay her husband's them. closeted homosexual one oh that's the third option and yes. beats her and is a lesbian all, all of all the above, above. Yeah, they're sure. all gay they're all just a bunch of gay family. well either way i'm okay with it i mean i don't really i'm not i guess i want to say i forgive her but like it's not really about forgiving because like to be honest like to be a sister is not to throw somebody aside at the moment that mm-hmm. you're not comfortable with them so for me it's not like they're my sibling it's just sort of like 
this we're related. She's a person you grew up with. We we didn't really. Yeah, I guess we grew up together. But like, I think this could stem for other, from other things. Maybe she just never really liked me to begin with. This is sort of an excuse to like push me away. Well, you were um, the mistake after what nine years? She never really wanted. You got all the attention. I also don't want to give her too much uh, time and credit because I would like to get to your dating life. Sure, that's okay. Well, we'll anyways, the point is, it's, she's not really important. So that's the end of the story. Yeah. Moving on. So after twenty-one year old, yeah. uh, well, you're twenty-one. So what kind of happens? What's the progression of your dating life? The kind of guys you meet and any? Do you fall in love? Yeah, I guess. Um, in my late twenties, I learned to love a boy, and that's very different than meeting them just to hook up. That's for sure. So, how did you meet him? Um, online. I meet all my lovers. Where online. else do you meet anyone these days? To be honest, like Granger's been so good to me. Like I've met Buns. some amazing guys. Like what a cool avenue to have an app that can just connect you. It is. It's great for traveling too. I will for say, sure. you meet people and have good good experiences. It's not only about sex. So yeah, sometimes it is. But like, I mean, I wouldn't be sitting here if it wasn't for the app. So there's that, right? Well, yeah. I met my first ever boyfriend off Grinder. I met me my too. first boyfriend online too. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Off Face Party, which doesn't exist. Face Party. <laughs> So, the guy that you fell in love with, um, how long did you guys date for? Oh, um, which guy? There's been a couple. Oh, Oh, you've been in love with multiple guys? I've been in love with, I think, probably two guys. So, wait, the first one that you fell in love with, how long did you guys date for? It's difficult because uh, he didn't actually live in the city. So, like, it made it challenging to actually, like, love a person that doesn't live. Was he a hologram, Sam? He wasn't real. I mean, where did he live? I sketched him in the closet. Uh, he lived in the set. No, he lived. Yeah, he did live in the closet, but he also lived halfway across the world. He was in Toronto studying for, well, I guess, English. I guess that's and your demo, Brad. Oh yes, totally. You I don't speak a lot. English. Oh my Perfect. god, listen Stick to it me. In. We don't need to communicate. It's a real problem when you're living in Toronto. Like I was born and raised here, so like it's you know it's, I really feel like this is my home, but it's not everybody's home because like. So now when I date people, I always ask, like, where is your mom? Like, <laughs> I need to know what city Where's your mom your mother? is. Where's, Where's your, your mom? Because before I get involved, I need to know. So one of the interesting things that you mentioned to me that I've never actually heard from a person before is that you've never had unprotected sex. You've never heard that from anybody? I've never heard a single person not had, had, had at least, like, one instance. No, I've never had unprotected no sex. No oopsies? No oopsies. Oh, my god! I've had a fair share of sex, too, so... He's such an All adult. Right, stop I'm just saying. So why? I just. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, we do advocate for sexual health on this podcast, but well, I, to be disclaimer. honest, I just, I, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I just don't want to have unprotected sex. I just sort of. I don't. I don't think. I don't. I don't know. I just. Why I'm okay you? with having protected sex. How about that? But don't you feel like there is, uh, like, a physical barrier between you and your partner, intimacy-wise, like. Especially if you're in a relationship with someone like that you supposedly could trust them. Yeah. Don't you feel like that physical barrier being gone would be a beautiful thing? He's talking about a cream pie. You know, it's funny because I, I get tested very frequently as like every six months as much as, as fast as much That's as I can. very frequently. Well, you can only do it every like six Three. months. Really? They don't cut you off. You can keep going. Well, I thought it was every six months. Uh, no, I go every three. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Anywho, because he's on the prep, that's why. Oh, I see. Okay. Well, um, I just sort of feel like I'm okay with wearing a condom, and I like the safety and security of, of, of a rubber, and it doesn't affect my sexual excitement in any way, shape, or form, so I really feel like good about it. Like, And you've never encountered a partner that pressured you to... No, have- never. Uh, in fact, like, 
I guess my boyfriend of on and off of three years, like basically like even then, like we, I just never did it. And so he, um, it's a funny story. Actually, recently he told me a story that he was on vacation and he met this guy. Actually, it was a friend of his and they were drinking one night. He was staying at his house and basically the guy like sort of took advantage of him and they had kind of like unprotected sex. So he was telling me the story. Wait a minute, like, like rape? Like he basically raped him. We just glossed over that. Go, yeah, yeah, no. But is it, I mean... You know, with I don't think most rapists yeah. put a condom on. If that's right. what you're saying, Not really well, the I mean, well, they might because with then spikes they get, on like, it, get like <laughs> you get like <laughs> they can get semen samples. That's how they know you raped somebody. I guess we you seem do. to know a lot about. You well, mean a rape yeah. kit? A rape kit, yeah, yeah. So you should just wear a condom. All the rapists out there, you should just wear a condom. All the uh, shout out. <laughs> shout Is that our demo? Rapists, we haven't really out. figured out our shout demo out yet. Good lord. So uh. the guy. So so you've never had a pressure, but like. You never even once wanted to know what it felt like? I think, no, it never crossed my mind. I didn't realize it was my, me not having unprotected sex was like a thing. Like, you're just telling this now. Like, it's news to me. No one else, no one No, else no, people like, are talking. I'm just people the are talking this person. Yeah. No one ever said it to me like, oh, that's, that's weird, Sam. You should, you should take the condom off. Like, no, I don't, I, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not telling you to take Ew, it off. Ew, why are you doing that? I just yeah. like, you know, you're like spooning in the morning and things are kind of. Like, I, mean, I put it near there. I just don't ever insert it. Right, sense? but isn't there that moment where, like, I'm not, I'm not advocating doing this with a stranger, but like in that relationship you were in for three mm-hmm. years, was it monogamous? Yeah, and you didn't. What? What? Yeah. Why? I, mean, I think it was monogamous. It was, on my end, it was. I don't know. I should ask him. But do you think you kept going to the condom because you thought he might be sleeping with other people? Maybe. Maybe it was. Because why didn't you just? Because this is how this is how the the most people do it. I'm just going to educate yeah. you. You're dating someone. You have a conversation about monogamy. You both get tested, and then you don't use bye bye condoms. Aren't, they're also so expensive. Yeah, and what's but what do you think is wrong with that? Do you think there's? I a just well, to be honest, I think he was in the mindset that first of all, like I don't really want to like if I'm topping a guy. To be honest, I kind of like the idea of a condom on there. I like that barrier. I think it's not a bad thing. In case there's want. an oopsies. Well, I don't You're know. Scared just for of me, poop. just admit it. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess it's kind of gross when you think about it. It's very enjoyable, but like. I don't really want to stick my dick in your ass without like not knowing like what's going up in there. So like me personally or just in general, just general. Okay. (laughs) Let's clarify that for the listeners. But I don't know what's going on in there. So like, is it the hygiene or is it like the diseases that get in your head? First and foremost, I think of like, you know, sexually transmitted diseases. Like I don't want to contract anything and, I want to be sexually active, but I also want to be responsible. And I think I've, I've grown up in a, a uh, very... editor's note. They are called infections now. Oh, okay. <laughs> so STIs. 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 Um, you would know that if you take the goddamn condom off and start getting <laughs> one like the rest of us. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, be a man. Be a man. Um, Curl up. I don't know. It's not, I don't think it's a big deal, but apparently it is according to you two. So no, no, no. I'm How not often saying it's do a big you guys deal? have protected sex? Let's turn this table around. I mostly have protected sex, mostly? but if I'm in, yeah, there's been a couple of slip ups. I'm, I'm, I'm the only human. But I, if I'm in a relationship with someone like my boyfriend that I dated for five years, of course we didn't use a condom. I, I just don't even understand the necessity behind it. Right. Um, but You're pregnant. Well, yeah, maybe. But one of the things is. Like Brad was mentioning earlier, now that's there's also the failsafe of like prep, right? Mm-hmm, so say you're dating right. someone monogamously, but like this dude, you're like, I don't really know what he's up to, and you want to have unprotected sex, then you can go on prep, which I've heard do, you have a problem with. Do both partners have to go on prep or just the person? No, no. but you have to trust that your partner is. Who goes on prep? The person diligent. Bottom, I mean? Doesn't matter. The bottom. The bottom has no. to go on prep? No, it <laughs> doesn't matter. It doesn't matter? No, either or. How does that make any sense? What do you mean? Like, what do you mean it doesn't matter? It's protecting matter? one person or the other. Yeah, so like, but if one person is protected, the other person is not going to just magically get it out of thin air. 
And what is PrEP protect against? HIV. Just HIV? HIV. Not like... You know, for someone who has a judgment about people on Grindr with it... Well, okay, I told you you that off the record. Since we're on the record, we should just talk about it. But like, uh, yeah, like, I don't know if it's like... I don't know. I just, when I see someone's on PrEP, I just sort of feel like... I'm not really interested in that. I have a huge issue with this. Okay, why? Because I'm on prep and I am, I would like to think like very sexually responsible for the most part. Like I do not have unprotected sex with strangers. Um, But you're on prep. I am on prep. So you can. So I can. I have the ability to have unprotected sex and not worry about HIV. Of course, that does not protect me from the myriad of other STIs that are out there. Right. But... I have an issue with people judging me and my sexual behavior Mm -hmm. because I'm on prep because automatically a lot of people think, Oh, you're on prep. You're a whore, which is not at all true. Like I think I've had unprotected sex once since I started. Is that the stigma? Like if you're on prep, prep, you think people think that you're a whore. Well, that's what you you. Okay. Well, you have a judgment. You're the problem. Okay. So, okay. Well, let's, let's dissect dissect that for a sec. Okay. you're right. I, when I see prep on a grinder account, I think to myself, this person is very liberal sexually. Right. And they really enjoy unprotected sex. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, why would you be on prep if you didn't want to have? You're telling the other person, like, hey, I engage in unprotected sex, but I'm on prep. No, okay. there are guys that take prep. So that why, why put it on your profile? Yet, like, why is it on your, is it on your profile? No. It's okay. not. But like, why? But I'm not very put, active online. Okay, why also. do people put it on their profile? Well, they're trying to get rid of the stigma and the shame around it, which is the point of this podcast. Why not just write? I write. I have unprotected sex in there. Like, but there good are guys the, that have been on prep for say a couple months. They haven't had unprotected sex yet. Why would they write that? You're assuming that everybody. It's a fail safe, right? Right. But what if I am taking advertising. So the people that advertise that is just sort of feel like I don't. What if your condom breaks? What if what if you're in a monogamous relationship and you've got tested and then the person lied to you and, and they cheat on you? Deceive? I'm taking my sexual health into my own hands. So this That's is like how I. Ti- I feel like every time you should say that someone should drink on the podcast because I, I no I do I say it a lot right okay. because it's true. Like I don't feel shame about it. Like I'm actually happy that I'm on prep. Um, my cousin is an HIV specialist, okay. and she basically said. Brad, like the HIV infection rates in Toronto are ridiculous. Like they are. You yes. Well, this is my pers- point exactly. I don't know what what is this the uh, the statistic. Yeah, apparently, like, it's one in five. One in really? five gay men. Gay men, men downtown in Toronto are HIV positive. The oh, fastest shit. growing segment actually is like the eighteen to twenty three. Really. Think. Whether this is factual or not, I have no idea. But she basically said, "You are not." high risk behavior because she like asked me about my whatever Were sexual you habits. Pardon me? Were you honest? Yeah, with of her? course. Yeah. She said you're not high risk, but there is no reason for you not to be on this. It's covered by your health plan. You get blood tested every three months for your kidney function and other Bones. diseases. No, you don't get tested every three months for your bone density. It can have bone density issues. You take a uh like calcium supplement and a vitamin D supplement and this pill, like just. Well, Brad, I'm not a big fan of just taking drugs in general. So like probably um, won't go on. It's a vitamin. Well, you know what I mean? It can't be a vitamin. It's gotta do more than. Oh, vitamin. I thought you meant the, like the calcium. No, I mean, the you're prep. drinking a drug right now. Well, okay. Fair enough. But like, I just, I don't like to take Tylenol if I don't need to. So the point is, I just don't see, maybe if I'm in a monogamous relationship and I want to have unprotected sex, the next natural phase would be to go on prep. Yeah, like how do you know? How do I'm you ever you're trust someone? I'm telling you, you're gonna date else? a guy. 
and you're going to fall in love with him and he's going to want to have unprotected sex with you. I promise And I want you that. to with someone that like I really feel strongly that I'm in. So you're just saying you haven't you. felt that with someone? To my exes out there. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Do they are they listeners? <laughs> Long time listener, first time caller. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> but all I'm saying is like you can you ever really trust your partner if you have that discussion and you well, say you're monogamous? You? I don't know. I like, think it's very difficult in 2018, 2019 to to really feel that way. Here's the thing. Uh you can create sexual health policy around like how people should behave. And yes, with strangers or whatnot, like what you, you, you're, you're an angel. You're like, you're the person Thank that you. always uses a condom, but realistically millions of people are having sex every week Without and there are going to be slip ups. It's human nature. It feels better to have unprotected sex and that's going to happen. So that's why prep is a very, you know, it's a very viable, this, this technology can basically help stop the AIDS epidemic. That's just AIDS. How about everything else? I don't want herpes either. That's fine, but at least I'm saying, what is the alternative if you didn't have PrEP? People are going to behave the way they are and people are going to get infected and there's going to be, even in Ontario, there's three new infections a day. Like Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Just in this apartment. You are. But (laughs) There's three of us here. Oh, my. (laughs) (laughs) So so I think it's it's about being realistic. If people are going to slip up, people, there are some guys also that really I've encountered, like, can't get it up with a condom. They have problems with a condom. Really? Yeah. Well, it's decreased sensitivity. Well, it's a balloon on your goddamn I guess dick. what I'm trying to say is that for me, I'm very excitable. And even with a condom on, I don't have a problem performing. And I also like enjoy sex. I use many of them, obviously. Pull them off often. But like, yeah, it's a little wasteful. But like, I have the satisfaction of knowing that I'm being as careful as possible. But what and- about the planet? When with the planet. You just throw in these latex. You're right. I'm just. I'm very. I don't recycle them. I recycle them. Don't worry. Ew. Some seagulls <laughs> eating that. Oh my god! Condom. Didn't you send me an article the other day that people are washing their condoms and like reusing them? Yeah, yeah we were going to talk about it. Two, up to three percent of the I population. Just kidding. Like will wash it and then no, I think they put it inside out. That's so. It doesn't make any Imagine sense. Imagine you saw just like a clothing line, like on someone's clothes. I've seen some like in the park, like just used ones. I should have picked them up and like reused Ew. them. Yeah, I would advise that. That would be a great idea. Yeah. Well, like, if I flip it inside out, it's not a big deal. How do you, what do you use? Lambskin? Lambskin? What do pe- people like? What are these fucking lambskin condoms? Uh, I'm not. Like, so there's like latex, but some people are allergic to latex, so they use lambskin. Is that, this is a dumb question. Is that actual lambskin? I, I have know. no idea what you're talking about. You've so never heard of a lambskin condom? No. I don't know. But there's like different types of condoms, obviously. Actually, yeah, I don't know. I just got the same ones. <laughs> Do you ever use a glow-in-the-dark one? No. I would or like a flavored to. one? No. No, because like I don't want like... Okay, one time this guy wanted to like suck my dick, but like... Oh my, I can't believe you said that on the air. <laughs> on the air? We're <laughs> on not live. We're on the air. <laughs> uh, anyway, so he wanted to like perform oral on me. Uh, and he was like, he put a condom on my dick. Yeah, that's fucking. And weird. so like, that's even weirder I than thought. You it was having. very weird, but like to be honest, I was rolling with it because like obviously that's what made him. And how was it the best blowjob of your terrible, life? Of course, but, like, of course. It was terrible, actually. But, like, you know, like, obviously, like, he didn't think twice about, like, asking whether that was normal or not. He just did it. So, like, okay. So, I'm not going to, like, you didn't think judge to say him anything? for it. No. I didn't think about it. That, I, I, I just never thought, I never, never thought that I would have That will never happen again in your life. On my dick. But, like, okay, cool. Like, that's what makes you feel comfortable. Then go for it. Like, so doctors, you're not the last doctors person. Doctors will advocate for that, though. That's ridiculous. That's, there's no point. Why you. bother? I'd rather just take penicillin. Or yeah. whatever the fuck it is today, but like me. I'd rather do that than than have to do that, like receive a blowjob. Terrible, a or? but you know, 
Did I ever tell you like my it was nice for trying my roommate in first year university, a girl made him put a condom on to give him a hand job. She didn't even touch it with her mouth. It, it was a hand job. That's not real. It's not a real. It is real. It's a real story. <laughs> not a real story. Because he came out immediately after it happened and goes, she just made me put on a condom Take for her to Was she Jewish? Mazel tov. I don't think so. Well, anyways, that's irrelevant, but yeah. Condom. So she's on the other extreme and then you're also kind of well, there. Anyways, her. the point is when I see prep on your boys, if you're listening, take your prep <laughs> off your grinder. No, do not I fucking don't take it off. Want to no, see stop. You're, shaming people for I'm not that. shaming them. I just don't feel like it's necessary to add it on there. Like, I really feel like, you know, like, I also... What are we saying? That these people on prep that are refusing to have protected sex? Like, no, they're declaring to you that they are are taking... What do you say? What's your... Precautions. But they're also declaring that they participate in unprotected sex. Which is a very, like, I don't know, not a good thing to do in 20... This year, like really, 20, 20, this 20 whatever year, we're 20 in. this year, we can lie about everything else, but let's get the fucking year right. Well, I don't know. This might air in this might air. Yeah, actually, who knows where it's going to air. Cool. Well, anything else you, you want to talk about that you haven't said to us? Um, I love this podcast. Thank, Thank you. you for Thank you for joining us. You and allowing my mom. me for allowing me the opportunity to share my thoughts and my story to all of our five listeners. And to if my sister's listening, you dumb bitch, Ugh. I will tell fuck you, you, fuck you. <laughs> yes, she really. Needs and to get I've been egg. waiting to egg your house. Although this is probably like going to be admissible. In Let's court. do I it. would do that with you. Let's do it. I've been waiting for like a few years. Halloween's wanna, coming. I don't want her to know it's me, but like, no, on Halloween, how would she know? It's I don't want. You. I don't want to inflict any harm on her. But like, oh man, I would love her to have to hose down her house. Yeah, you know. Well, it sounds like you've gotten over the anger. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Really bottling that. I wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't have got over the anger. I'm just saying. No, it I comes. Know. It comes bursting out at certain scenes. Just when I egg it, like that's probably it. But well, we love you. Thank you Thank for coming you. on. Thank you for coming on. Um, yeah. So, like, the overarching theme of this podcast is shame. Shame. Obviously, at some point when you were in the closet, you felt shame about yourself. Do you feel like a comfortable, confident gay man now? And do you have any shame about your sexuality? You know what, Bradley? I think nobody's ever asked me that. And I'm glad you did because the answer is I definitely have no shame. Beautiful. Zero? Zero. I'm actually pretty proud more today than I've ever probably thought I would be. Oh my God, that warms my cold, dead heart. Would you date Brad? Is that your type? Uh, Yeah, definitely. What do you like most about him? Oh my God, thanks for making this uncomfortable. He's sitting against a mirror, so there's two of him. So it's like Ooh, really wee. exciting. There's like double mint pleasure, double mint fun. Oh, yeah. I think that's not a real thing. I don't know. Try I'm just, again. I'm just really just trying to steer the conversation away. Yeah, please. You thank you. I'm more, getting like, uncomfortable. Is this the nude uh, podcast? No, that'll be. You can, can come be. on that one. You can come back for another. Do another I have one. to be nude or can I just watch you guys be nude? You mm. fucking pervert. No, you got to participate. No, that's you guys are works. not going to be nude. You're I would get nude right now. I have no problem with that. Brad's already seen me naked several times. Yeah, he's seen me naked also. Really? Yeah, and in action. Interesting. Anyways, uh, okay, well, thanks for coming on. This Thank has been you. another episode of Shame on You Podcast. If you'd like to be a guest, shame on you podcast at gmail.com. And we'll be back next week. Thanks. This Bye. podcast is Ciao. called Shame on You. <laughs> Why? What did I tell you it was called? I don't know. <laughs> Shut up. Don't talk about our early iterations on the podcast. Bye. <laughs> Toodles. Hey, did you like that episode of Shame On You Podcast? If you did, we need your help. Go on iTunes, rate us, review us, and then subscribe. Or if you're a Spotify user, you can click the follow button 
Even better, you could tell someone about the podcast. Thanks so much for your support. It's the only thing keeping us going.